Welcome to Island Baptist Church. Today's sermon is from our Christmas Eve service. I don't know how you've experienced Christmas, but for me, Christmas is always a waiting game. Always waiting for, did they get what I asked for? Did I, did I get what Santa, uh, I don't know, anybody write notes to Santa? I found some interesting notes to Santa um, that I thought I would read to you. I found them entertaining. Here's several of them. Actual letters written to Santa. It says, Dear Santa, uh, I like you. Do you like me? I would like a DS Mario. Who is this kid, right? I would like a DS Mario, please. Uh, next year I will give you money. How does that sound? Pretty cool, huh? So, so that's the deal, she says. Then the kid who's sick of being a kid. Um, I want you to know, Santa, that I'm fine and I don't know how... Um, how you could, but, but possibly could you make it so that I could please turn into a dragon, he says. <laughs> P.S. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> Santa, here's another one. If, if you're bringing presents uh, with batteries, be sure uh, that the batteries are with it. <laughs> Been there and done that one, right? I don't know what, what the deal is with Santa, but he frequently forgets that Walmart is closed on Christmas Day. Dear Santa, here's another one. I'm so sorry of what I did in the past, and I thank you for the Christmas letter. I love it, but I, what I want for Christmas this year is $5.3 billion. <laughs> you know, when you're talking to the big guy, I guess you ought to shoot the moon. Uh, please write another letter. I love you, he says. Dear Santa, another one. I want a puppy. I want a playhouse. Thank you. I've been good most of the time. And then... A little bit like dot, dot, dot. Sometimes I'm wild, he says. <laughs> Dear Santa, another one. I'll, I'll take anything because I haven't been that good. <laughs> there you go. That kid's got it, right? Somehow these parents got through. I don't know how they got through. And for the kid who doesn't have time for Christmas, Dear Santa, please text my dad. He's got the whole list. <laughs> you modern kids, right? Christmas is a waiting game. Are you, are you waiting for something this Christmas? Are you waiting? You know, Christmas, even from the beginning, uh, was, was a waiting game. Of course, Mary and Joseph were waiting nine months for the fulfillment of the prophecy and the prediction of the angel. But there is uh, another couple, another two people, who were involved in the Christmas story. In fact, they're right in the middle of the Christmas story. They're between uh, the birth of Jesus and... Uh, and the coming of, of, of the wise men more than a year later, and yet we never include them in the story. Uh, these two people have been waiting for a very long time, longer than Mary and Joseph had even been alive. And I want to read you their story because they certainly need to be include, included in our understanding of Christmas. The first one that I want to introduce to you is a guy by the name of Simeon. This is what it says. It says, Joseph and Mary took, him, took Jesus to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it was written in the law of the Lord. Every firstborn male is to be consecrated to the Lord. And offer a sacrifice in keeping with what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of doves or two pigeons, it says. Now there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon, here's the guy, who was righteous and devout. And he was waiting, it says, for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him and it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's uh, salvation. And uh, moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts and when the parents had brought him in, the child Jesus, to do for him what the custom of the law required, it says, Simeon took the baby in his arms and praised God, saying these words, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, 
You may now dismiss your servant in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for the revelation of the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. There you go. Somebody like us, right? Uh, Christmas, nothing new about Christmas being a waiting game for sure. He was waiting, it says here, though, not for presents. He was waiting for consolation. He was waiting for comfort. And that's exactly what he got because the king of those things was born. You know who Jesus is, the son of God? He, is, he doesn't just bring consolation. We can comfort each other. We can console each other. But it's something we console with what we've been consoled with. I, I bring you what I've been taught. I, I bring you with what, what I've received. Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus brings you himself. See, Jesus doesn't just have consolation. He is consolation. He doesn't just have comfort. He is the comforter. He is the one. He's the king of all these things. He's the champion. Jesus is the champion, the best, and defeated all the rivals and holds the title of comforter, of consolation. And the second person I want to introduce to you who was also waiting that first Christmas is, is a lady by the name of Anna. And the scripture tells us she was very elderly. She was 84 years old, it says, and she never left the temple but worship night and day, fasting and praying, coming up to them at the very moment. So as soon as Simeon fi- finishes what he's saying, then the next thing you know, here comes this lady who's been waiting for all these years, comes up to them and she gives thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to, it says, the redemption of Jerusalem. She was waiting as well, wasn't she? She wasn't just waiting for consolation and comfort. She was waiting for one thing in particular, redemption, literally forgiveness. She was looking forward to the person just like Simeon was, but she was looking forward to one more thing that he would bring, which is the forgiveness of God. Forgiveness of God is not um, some arbitrary thing that's outside of ourselves and that God dispenses, I don't know, like magic dust or something like that. Forgiveness, just the same as the consolation and comfort of God, forgiveness also from God is a person. His name is Jesus. 2,000 years ago, he became a child. He became a baby. And, uh, but not to remain a baby, but to grow up to be a man just like all of us because only men can die, right? But he was also the son of God because only God can save. Only God can forgive. And that's what Jesus came to do. And so the question that I want to leave us with tonight is it's just a simple question. What are you waiting for this Christmas? What are you waiting for? You know, there's a lot of things that probably you may have to continue to wait for. Like I said, $5.3 billion, you're probably going to be waiting for that. But if you're waiting for something that only God can give, like comfort, like forgiveness, stop waiting. Stop waiting. You need to know very clearly, though, that God doesn't dispense forgiveness just arbitrarily, okay? So we ask God to forgive us, and God forgives us. And I'm not saying he doesn't hear a prayer like that, but ultimately God forgives in a very specific method. A very specific form. Forgiveness, forgiveness of God is dispensed through his son. You see, if there had been another way, he would have done something different, right? There had been another way except through God's son, Jesus Christ. He would have done something different. He wouldn't have sent him to be a baby and be born in a stable and laid in a manger and grow up in the humility that he grew up in and, and experience the life that he experienced and then, and then be executed for our sins 33 years later. If there had been another way, he would have done it. Jesus prays in the Garden of Eden, Father, if there be some other way, right? I mean, how more powerful prayer, that if anybody's going to answer, have a prayer answered, it's going to be the Son of God, don't you think? And God has answered, didn't he? He sent him to the cross because there was no other way. There is no other way to be forgiven of your sins than through God's Son, Jesus Christ. You don't have to wait till tomorrow, though. Christmas is tomorrow. 
God's forgiveness is available today. Would you come to him tonight? Would you seek him tonight? I want to ask if you would bow your heads and close your eyes as we spent this time worshiping together, listening to the scriptures together, hearing just a little message from the scriptures together. These, these people have been waiting a long time for the consolation and the comfort and the, the redemption of Israel and of all mankind. And that is exactly who Jesus is. Have you come to him personally? Have you had a personal experience in which not only Jesus is the Savior, right? But is he your Savior? I want to give you an opportunity to do that right now with your heads bowed and your eyes closed. I want you to come to him. He hears your heart. He hears your call. Jesus, I need your consolation. Jesus, I need your forgiveness. Jesus, I need what you offer to me, only you. He's longing, waiting to hear that kind of prayer. Lord Jesus, I thank you that you are the consolation. You're the one who consoles us. You're the one who brings comfort to us. And you are the redemption and the forgiveness of God. It isn't some arbitrary thing that exists outside of God. In fact, forgiveness of God is his very son. Consolation of God is his very son. It's, it's the king himself, the king first of all of the Jews, and then to all of us who would turn to him and trust him. Lord God, I pray for the single person here, or maybe many people here, who have never actually turned to you. They know that you're the Savior. They've heard that you're the Messiah. They've heard these words maybe many times and been to many Christmas Eve services, but they've never personally accepted you. They've never personally trusted you. I pray tonight, right now, they wouldn't wait for Christmas. They would turn to the consolation of God, the comfort of God, the forgiveness of God, because Jesus, that's who you are. We started tonight by worshiping you and exalting you. We've read the scriptures about you, your coming. And these can all be um, dry and ineffective things unless we apply our heart to them. So, Lord, we apply our heart to you right now. We want you to be everything that you want to be in our lives. Everything that you are beyond what we can comprehend. We can't dream it up, but, but you've already thought it up. And you've already worked it up for us. So, Lord, we open our lives to you. And we bless you, and we thank you for being our consolation, our redemption, and our forgiveness. Thank you for speaking to us tonight. Thank you that we can start our time together uh, just this Christmas season, uh, worshiping and turning our hearts towards you. And so we continue to do that right now. We ask these things in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Thanks for visiting. Find us at www.islandbaptist.org.